We talking about sports. Get ball. What it do, baby? Yeah. What up, you number one podcast listeners? We're finally back. A little brief hiatus. Uh, life going on, as you guys all know from my last episode. But Prem Brulee's back and better than ever. Number one podcast in your headphones. And this episode, I am joined by the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. 4.7 second, 40-yard dash himself. In my prime. In my prime. Not right now. 4.7. Put it on the board. I don't know what to do. Wake up out of my sleep and do it. How are you guys? Thanks for listening. (laughs) I'm happy to have you, man. I figured after a long hiatus, you were the right person for the job because we have a lot to go over, and I'm counting on you for your hot takes. Oh, I am! Um, I'm a huge asshole, so I'm ready to put it on record. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get it. But you, number one podcast listeners, know the deal. First, we gotta hit you off with the sponsor. This episode of the Prem Brulee Podcast is brought to you by Urban Exterior Co. For all your roofing, siding, and gutter needs, please visit UrbanExteriorCo.com. That's U-R-B-A-N-E-X-T-E-R-I-O-R-C-O dot com. The number one roofing, siding, and gutter company for the number one podcast in your headphones. Don't you ever forget it. Can I ask you something? Yeah. Do they do roofing? They do roofing. Do they do siding? They do gutters? They do siding. They do gutters. So they do everything. They do freaking everything, let me tell you. And they got... Wow. Where else do you need to go? And... They got a fire logo too. I think you would approve. You being you being the artistic and brand forward person you are. I'm going to check it out and I will let you know if I approve. <laughs> I knew the URL because of the ad. Oh, that's a that's there a pretty go. sleek logo right there. That's it pretty sleek, good. I always tell people if you're low it's so much easier to do something safe and sleek like this cuz it looks modern as opposed to yeah. trying and fucking up. Exactly. So, they did a good job. They did, a, I, they did a good job on this logo, which represents the great job they'll do on your roof rejuvenation. Wow, you can't beat that. Go hit up my dude, Austin, and Urban Exterior Co. All right, you number one podcast listeners. After a hiatus, we have a lot to get go over. So first up, Yafem or nah, Thomas. I'm ready. Last time I recorded a sports-related episode, we were heading into the finals. So the finals wrapped up, and... We went through an NBA offseason, so I got a few things to hit you, and then you hit the number one podcast listeners with whatever you're feeling, all right? Let's do it. So first up, the storylines. NBA Finals up first. The Suns went out to a 2-0 lead, but then the Bucks rattled off four straight wins to get their first title since 1971. Uh, Giannis Atenacupo had 50 points in a closeout game. He's the MVP of the Finals. Just an absolute masterful performance in the finals. Totally came to play and and prove why he's been a, a multi-time MVP winner. Then, uh, in the offseason, uh, of course, NBA draft kicked things off. No surprise, Cade Cunningham went number one overall to the Detroit Pistons. And Jalen Green, in his uh, sparkly pinstripe suit, uh, went, to, went number two to the Houston Rockets. Um, then, you had... Dominoes start to fall. Russell Westbrook, Carmelo Anthony are now Los Angeles Lakers. Lake the show, Lakers baby. roster is very old, as you no doubt have seen and read, you number one podcast listeners. Uh, the Miami Heat added Kyle Lowry and P.J. Tucker. The Chicago Bulls added Lonzo Ball and DeMar DeRozan. 
The Knicks added Kemba Walker, Evan Fournier. Uh, the Sixers are still reportedly shopping Ben Simmons, according to news reports. In the meantime, they extended uh, Joel Embiid, uh, signed a whole bunch of, re-signed a whole bunch of other people. Um, and then uh, Steph Curry signed another $200 million contract. He's the first player in NBA history to sign a contract like that twice. So he's had two $200 million contracts, so good for him. De- so, deserves it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Give me a yeah, fam or not. Focus on a couple of things that that uh, catch catch your ears. All right, I can do this really quick. Uh, the Suns were uh, they're a nah. They were never going to win that title. I think that they were a really good team that got lucky on their way to the path, and it caught up to them. Uh, Giannis Giannis played exactly like how he's the greatest player in the world right now. So that's a yeah. Uh, Cade Cunningham to Detroit, Jalen Green to Houston, and the whole NBA draft. Everyone came out pretty well in the draft. There wasn't like a weirdo yeah. pick out of left field, which I guess Davion Mitchell for the Kings was a little odd. But other than yeah, that, yeah. But everything... then he then he balled out in the summer league, for and them. he's got. I mean, the best nickname of all time, I think. Actually, this might be my what's favorite. What's his nickname? Night off, as in when he defends you, wow. you take the night off. That's a plus. Word. Yeah, that's. I, I hate when rookies for come him. in with with uh, nicknames, but that's amazing. Um, I, Russell, ha- I hate it for him because he's going to get forgotten in Sacramento. But yeah, <laughs> I do love the nickname. Uh, I loved Westbrook and Mello to the Lakers. I actually think uh, Anthony Davis is young enough Ooh. to carry that team. People forget that it, just because they think LeBron's carrying the team. I think it's more about surrounding Anthony Davis with winners. Anthony yeah. Data Davis because the guy's always in street clothes. <laughs> um, we, we call him. We call him tony <laughs> that's good these that's parts. fine too kyle lowry is a fucking bum i'm not the heat suck i think jimmy butler's <laughs> is wildly overrated and he's robbed a couple teams um the bulls adding lonzo's cool i actually love lonzo i'm a big guy uh big ball brother guy there um nicks basically got kemba walker because no one else in the league wants him kemba walker was I quite literally just a cash acquisition for them. He was, he's, he's, it'll be, it'll be big for New York. Like people are going to eat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. He's broken down though. He, he just doesn't have it anymore. Uh, nobody wants Ben Simmons anymore. Cause he's an asshole. Uh, it's just, it's not even so much that he's like, he can't shoot. And he's like a liability in the playoffs. He's just like, I have never spent one second with Ben Simmons. I just know I'm fucking cooler than this guy. And he's like a young millionaire who could pulling Jenner sisters anytime he wants. And I just know I'm cooler than him. Uh, And Steph Curry deserves it because, uh, you know, he's the face of the league at the time the league fucking exploded. Because when in like 2013, who was it? Who was it when they when LeBron was on the heat? That was when the NBA was like starting to get huge huge like it was obviously always big it was huge with kobe and Shaq, but like it started being now i feel like i see basketball everywhere like everyone is a basketball fan and curry i think has been a huge part of that because with these long threes coming in anyone can go to the park and like shoot long threes and it's like cool you want to play like those guys you know what i mean not everyone can be fucking lebron james and like slant be it be a six foot nine demigod like that's exactly. just so I think Curry's like a good face for that league and he well deserves it. Yeah, I think I've heard multiple people say this like with kids and stuff and who are coaching. It's like now kids are just trying to pull up long range for 3 because they see Steph Curry do it and he represented such a huge shift and anyone could see them like you said, anyone could see themselves as Steph Curry cuz he's just like 
you know, average height, even for a regular adult, maybe yeah. above average, right? Like six feet tall. Yeah. Pretty skinny, you know, nothing. If you saw him and didn't know Steph Curry, you wouldn't think twice about it. But I, I, yeah, is totally different. Yeah. I could go. LeBron James looks like an alien. Like if there's no, if an alien came down and saw me and LeBron James standing next to each other, they'd be like, these guys aren't the same fucking race. And I'd be like, yeah, we are. Or, or like, or like someone already called dibs. There's already aliens. Yeah. Here, if that's yeah. possible. But uh, I, the thing with, like, Curry and, like, all the three-point shooting that's kind of taken over and why he deserves that contract, there's actually nothing stopping you or I from going out, practicing 10,000 threes a day, and getting our way to the NBA just by being a lockdown three-pointer, except we're lazy pieces of shit. Like, that's the only thing that stands between us and, like, st- like I could go become a kicker in the NFL right now, because your age doesn't really matter. It's the wear and tear yeah. on those muscles. I could practice every day for weeks or months or years or whatever, and be an NFL kicker, I just literally am a lazy piece of shit. But that's why I think Curry <laughs> deserves it because he's like a true he, – he's like an everyman of the league, as nice and perfect as LeBron is. And, like, I, when LeBron dies, I really hope a bunch of skeletons come out of his closet because, like, it makes me feel terrible <laughs> that he's that perfect of a person. But uh, – he's Yeah. He's unattainable. Where Curry feels yeah. like – like, Curry feels like you're hanging out with him and LeBron, you're just, like, in awe. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. All right. We had to cover this a little bit. Um, the Olympics got delayed a year. We all got it over summer. Are you a yeah, fam or not? Nah? Did you watch a lot? Are you interested in the Olympics? I love the Olympics, uh, but right. I, di- I did not watch a lot this year because the timing threw me all the way off. It, w- it felt weird. The whole thing just fit. The- and I-, I was like, the stuff I couldn't watch live, and I had no interest in watching afterwards, if that makes sense. See, I said the same thing. So, like, yeah. m- my wife is really into watching the Olympics, and a lot of people are, right? Yeah, it's and great. And I like... For what it's worth, I love I like the Summer Olympics much more than I like the Winter Olympics. So I will watch. But it does suck knowing, like, I could just look up the result of what I'm watching. And then also, I, It's not like, even looking it up. If I, I can't yeah. wake up and not see if something crazy happened exactly. because of my phone. You, and we all get the notifications, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like there's no way we weren't going to find out what happens. And then they're trying to put it in prime time as if... We don't know. Like, you're trying to build suspense yeah. here, NBC. And then they made it, like, ridiculously hard to find the streaming because they tried to put everything on Peacock. It, it was like a whole mess, I felt. I have Peacock, so. and I still didn't watch it. So that should really <laughs> tell you that. And I like the Olympics. Like, Julie and I watched yeah. the Olympics like, the last time, and it, they're great. Like, I love watching the yeah, Olympics. It's, but I just It's fascinating, wait, yeah. Wait, waking up, and I love all the weird-ass sports they do, but waking up... And like I'm like, oh cool, we won gold, and I'm and, and yeah. then it's like, oh, it's on at eight tonight. Why would I fucking watch? Yeah, like, I already I, know the, what happened. It's this. It's it's like rewatching an old Super Bowl. Like, why would I ever yeah. have any interest in that? Hundred percent. Well, I, I can't relate to that, but yeah. What do you watch? The old Cowboys Super Bowls. I mean, I've I've seen them before, but it's like. I really want one in my lifetime. Then maybe I would rewatch like a more recent one that I actually. If I watched one live, I could rewatch it, but I couldn't watch one knowing I know the result already for the first time. I'm with you there. I'm with you there. Yeah, um, I'd say like overall, me FM to the Olympics, but these particular Olympics, kind of a nod because of the time zone difference and all the things we brought up, but I'm really into all the different sports. It's cool to be able to like, 
I feel like every four years get a refresher on like what am I watching here? Like they're doing synchronized yeah. dive. They all look great, and then the commentators like, "Oh, that was a bad one." You see the the little extra splash or this person's toes weren't pointed. It's fascinating to me. I know. I love the commentators that talk shit when they're like, some guy throws like a fucking shot, put 200 yards and he's like, Ooh, not a great showing. I'm like, that guy just pulled like the principal from Matilda and yeeted that ball. Like it had ponytails and spun it around and threw it. And you're like, Ooh, not a great showing. And I'm like, I'm at home. And I like always take the sides of the commentators too. I'm always like, yeah, what the fuck's oh, yeah. up with that one? Like, come on, you're letting Holland down right now. This is insane. <laughs> um, the other thing uh, worth noting, I did uh, make sure to catch the like skateboarding because skateboarding is brand new to the Olympics. It's kind of cool to see, and I thought it was cool that NBC actually invested in like they had Tony Hawk there. That's who you'd want to ask questions about, and then they had Michael Phelps for all the swimming relays yeah. and the individual races. Like, thought that was smart by them. Yeah, Michael Phelps, the greatest Olympian ever, and Tony Hawk, the greatest skateboarder ever. So honestly, yep. that that's just a good call. Um, did you see did, Tony Hawk just put his blood in like the paint so, of skateboards? Okay, so I'm, I actually drink that water like it's liquid death. And when you buy it, you have to sell. You have to sign like a PDF selling them your soul when you do it. So they, what? I'm dead serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you buy the water, you have to sell like they legal. They're like this is a legal document. We own your soul. So like you have to actually legally sell your quote unquote soul to this company. So when I got this email, I was like. Oh, this is sick. Like, no one drinks this fucking water. I'm going to buy this skateboard and sell it for way more, you know? Because people will be like, what the fuck? This is an insane thing. How did you hear about it? It was $500 for the skateboard. And I was just like, oh, my God. These people beg me to buy a case of their water. Then they have the audacity (laughs) to try to sell me a $500 skateboard. And I like the blood. After they already took your soul. Yeah, they literally own my soul. Give me the fucking skateboard. Wow. But, um. That's intense. Lil, Lil, Lil Nas X did it with the shoe. I love this shit because yeah. I think art, like high art, is like fucking weird. Like high art yeah. should should always cause controversy. There's no, no, it's not hot. Like Banksy, in my opinion, is not high art because no one's like Banksy fucking sucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, right. but like, it should be like, controversial. At, yeah, that's what art's like whole purpose of life is is to get people to discuss things. I dig it. Okay. Let's move over to the NFL. Uh, obviously, we'll get to some specifics of the NFL later, but yeah. um, NFL preseason almost wrapping up. It's, of course, now three games instead of four. I wanted to get your quick yeah, fam, or not. Yeah, fam, or not, a preseason headlines not meaning a thing. So, in other words, if you're a yeah, fam, you're saying let's wait for the regular season. If you're not, nah, you think that there's some credence to headlines gotcha. in the preseason. Uh, on-field stuff, yeah, fam, doesn't fucking matter. But off-field stuff, yeah. that shit matters. But yeah, like, that's oh yeah, the stuff that happens in the game doesn't matter at all. Literally, none right. of it matters. It, it, it's practice we're watching. I, I like I played, uh, ran a four-seven, easy four-seven uh, <laughs> <four> guy. <laughs> but um, I played, and like there would be plays where my coach would straight up say like. I'm going to try to get you to throw a pick this play. You're not allowed to me like leave the pocket. So, I would go there and everything would be double covered and I'd have to make this like impossible throw, right? So, I throw right. the pick. 
Now, I know I don't feel bad because I know my coach just told me, hey, if you have to throw a pick, I just want you to practice making these throws. Like, don't throw it away. Don't play it safe. But the fucking reporter on the sideline doesn't know that Joe Judge is saying that to Daniel Jones or Arthur Smith saying that to Felipe Franks or any of that shit. Or, you know, (laughs) Matt Nagy saying it to Justin Fields. So what I'm saying— I can't believe you put out Felipe Franks, by the (laughs) way. I'm just naming the greats. But— I'm just saying, like, we don't know. So it, it it means nothing. It means because we don't even know if what we're seeing is effectively what we think we're seeing. Like Zach Wilson, they came out and said, like, oh, he threw picks in practice. And Robert Sala came out and said, yeah, we actually told him he wasn't allowed to throw off his foot. Like he had to he had to stay yeah. flat-footed to throw. So, like, of course he threw a pick there. We, we're just trying to work out these tweaks and teach them how like what not to do how to not do it when to do this how to react when things are this bad you know what i mean so like if they mean fucking nothing and i love when a coach like schemes up something so the defensive guy gets a sack because he knows he can't touch the quarterback they'll be like oh yeah the right tackle i just want you to fucking pull left for no reason and let this end come through to make him feel good and then like fucking peter prisco or some bullshit reporter is like oh he looks like fucking aaron donald out there today like it means (laughs) it means nothing it's practice. They don't know what they're watching. Yeah. yeah, they have no fucking clue what they're seeing. They have no idea. I'm a I'm a yeah fam as well. I I want to wait till the regular season. There's just so much smoke in any head. I mean, obviously I'm a Cowboys fan, so that gets it's always going to be in, on every TV show. But uh, this Dak Prescott saga with his shoulder, it's like oh my god. One, yeah. One day, one day he's not going to be fine all year. The next day. He's totally a hundred percent. Doesn't have a pitch count. It's like let let me just get to the season already. Like it's just the preseason is what it is. It's for the people. A lot of times you haven't heard of making the roster. It's the last guys on the roster fighting for spots, and that's what it's great for. It's cool to have football back on screen. That's all exciting, and it's cool to see some of the rookies get some experience on the field that's pretty much where i leave it yeah it's just it's organized practice that's all the preseason is it's not even as competitive as people think and everyone always says like oh these guys are fighting for their jobs and all this stuff a lot of the times like the coaches will tell that and i i i don't know if i'm i don't know if i'm revealing a a source per se i had a friend who played in the nfl you did too uh the tackle yeah mike adams yeah he'll tell you the same thing a lot of times they'll tell you hey I want it, I want you to fucking listen. Like that's I want this I want you to not use your instincts. I want to see how well you can listen. So if they let a guy blow by them but they picked up the guy they're supposed to, for all we know the coach was trying to test the fullback or the halfback to see if they yeah. would pick up the other guy. So where it would look like you do something wrong, actually your coach is very happy with you. Yeah. Because you did exactly what you were supposed to, and he got to look at somebody else, and then it looks like you fucked up, but really the other guy did, but you have no idea. So they have no fucking clue. That's why pro football focus is, like, heavily questionable, because they also have no fucking clue what the intentions of a play are. <laughs> yeah, they they're, have, they're, they're not in those meeting rooms, or yeah. the, especially the coach schedule or whatever they're telling the players, for sure. Yeah, they have no fucking clue. Last but not least... The major headline I wanted to go over was name image likeness in college sports. So NIL is what what you'll see it as, probably already have seen it as. College athletes can now profit off their name, image, and likeness. 
and players have already started to capitalize. Um, I know there has been, I think, Derek King for the U, Miami, yeah. has already profited big off of it. Um, the One of the big examples here in Columbus was five-star recruit Quinn Ewers deciding to skip his senior high school season and enroll early at Ohio State so that he could start earning endorsement money. Uh, Smart. So this, he, he's originally from Texas. The state of Texas did not allow their high school athletes to do that, so he said... I'm going to graduate early and enroll early at Ohio State. So here he is and able to profit off himself and his mullet and his uh, rocket arm. So yeah. um, he's a, the latest example of that. So all that being said, I think I've talked about this a ton on this podcast that I'm 100% for people profiting off of themselves. Everybody should be. College if anybody sport, says no, everybody don't bring should. them back. Yeah. 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 I mean, college sports is a huge empire. They're still making money. There's no reason the player shouldn't get all they, that. It's their own but, likeness. It's not even the school's yeah, likeness. I, I, I just don't understand. Like, I think I brought it up. It is the idea that you couldn't profit off your own self is ridiculous. Anyway, preaching to the choir. Bananas, bananas. But I wanted your yeah, fam or not. Now that the rules have changed, should previously penalized players, you know, Obviously, everybody focused on the Reggie Bush example, uh, the Tattoo 5 at Ohio State. Should those players be given their accolades and accomplishments back? Okay, I'm torn. I'm going to say no, they shouldn't be giving them back. But Mm -hmm. with the thing, they never should have had them taken away in the first place. Yeah. Um, The only reason I don't want them given back is because it was a rule at the time and they broke it. And I'm going to segue this off into something. If someone's in jail for weed right now, they should be let out. I know that's hypocritical and I know I'm saying two different things, but I think that someone is still serving time of their life in jail is different than Reggie Bush losing his Heisman when literally everyone in the world knows Reggie Bush won his Heisman. No one thinks of Reggie Bush as not a Heisman winner. So like like he physically just doesn't have. Yeah. He's actually probably more famous as a Heisman because he lost it than he would be if he just fucking won it and didn't touch him. So I kind of dig that point. I, I don't disagree there. If you say Heisman winner, people will think it Reggie Bush. Like, immediately, that's, like, one of the first names that come to the brain. And uh, one other thing, and I'm going to put on record on the podcast, and I've only said this about one other player before, Pat, like, Patrick Mahomes, the only guy I've said this before, I guarantee Quinn Ewers wins a Super Bowl on his rookie contract. What it do, Wow. I guarantee it. And I'm willing to say he's definitely going to go top five in the draft. I could see it, man. He's he's getting some gnarly comparisons and – um, Ohio State named C.J. Stroud their starting quarterback. Quinn arrived on campus like three days before yeah, I, that's camp not... or something. So, like, this season was already a wash. It just enables him to start his process of yep. earning dough, which is great. Um, but I would be very surprised if he if that job isn't his for next season. Yeah, and he's going to – there's a chance it might be his this season, pending on how it goes, because I'm not yeah, a believer we'll in the – yeah, I'm not a believer in the rest of the quarterbacks on that roster. Yeah. I mean, Ohio State fans hope not, but uh, we, we shall see. Hey, I, I like Ohio State, so go Buckeyes. Go Bucks, baby. Coming soon. All right. That wraps up. Yeah, fam or nah, we had a lot to cover. That was pretty solid. We did a good job of catching up here. But you number one podcast listeners, you already know what time it is. Let's hit that intro, baby. I'm petty as hell. And 
I'm super petty. Here we Petty, Petty Le Pew. Go. That's right. It is time for You Played Yourself. Just like the headlines, we have a lot to catch up on. First up, You Played Yourself. This goes without saying. Sons and Four Guy, officially done. Like, I think you and I talked about this. He was done a long time ago. They got one yeah. sweep in the playoffs. Sons and Four Guy, rest in peace. Stop letting this dude make money off of just some stupidity and i want to say it was very cool during that sweep he deserved every bit of it but once it went over it should have been over yeah it's done like people buying shirts like come on give me a break here if anyone buys a sons and four shirt from now on until perpetuity i'm gonna kick your ass i'm gonna find if i'm gonna find you (laughs) just just like sons and four guy did to those nuggets yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna ask for a receipt. Go through your phone. I don't need a physical one. I know you have a shipping receipt in there. It'll tell me the date. We'll figure it out. Oh, and another like bonus you played yourself. It it led right into the Bucks doing Bucks and Six. So you oh yeah, played yourself which is even so more. funny. Yeah. Like yeah, double you played yourself. Don't ever okay. play yourself. Staying in the NBA, we had to do it to him. Dennis Schroeder. <laughs> this man this man turned down reportedly a four-year $84 million contract during the season when this past season he was with LA. It only led to him starting to suck. And then he ended up this offseason signing a veteran minimum one-year $5.9 million deal with the Boston Celtics. That's tough. To quote him himself. <laughs> That's tough. It's tough. He, not only that, by the way, he didn't just turn down that Lakers contract. They offered him that contract, and he stopped negotiating. He didn't even say no. He was just like, All Like, right. he was that insulted, like, we're not even yeah. in the same ballpark. Yeah, he was like, we're not even in the same ballpark. So it's not even like he thought he was close to that. He never even came back at them with another <laughs> offer. He wasn't even like, That's how tough. about four for 95? You know what I mean? He literally was like, we're, we're not even fucking close. So I'm loving it. I'm reveling in it. It's like, it's insane. Yeah, so I saw this like on Twitter. You know, everybody wants to be a contrarian. Like, oh, let's not pour it on. Okay, people are questioning how you make fun of someone earning nearly $6 million. Yeah, I get it. $6 million more than I'll ever see. But just let me put it in perspective for you all. It'd be like as if us regular folk turned down a $70,000 salary and then ended up with under $5,000 instead. Just like, let's put it in our layman's terms, like in our broke terms. You turned down a year's worth of salary, $70,000. Instead, you end up with less than $5,000. Effectively, would you rather be upper middle class in Los Angeles or poor in Boston? So like the guy <laughs> fucked up. Like I don't know. There's no way to even come out and say it. He just completely misplayed his hand. It's that's horrible. This is one of the funniest things I've ever seen in contracts yeah. though. This is funnier than Latrell Sprewell saying he like has to feed his kids. Like, oh I can't only make millions of dollars. I have to feed my kids. <laughs> yeah. They're struggling. Okay. Um I kind of wanted to let you have this next one uh, if you wanted it, because it has to do with your Minnesota Vikings. Not only do we have, I believe, the worst vaccination rate in the league, uh, Mike Zimmer is like avidly. They just had an infectious disease expert come speak to the team. And uh, Kirk Cousins, and people are spelling Kirk with a Q and Cousins with a Q, which is just like beautiful. (laughs) Um, He's... He's like this piece of shit, and he's poisoning 
the other players, and we're there's so Dalvin Cook's not vaccinated, Adam Thielen's not vaccinated. There's so many guys. It, it's fucking insane, and uh, it's horrible, honestly. And yeah. for for what it's worth, I truly, truly think that Mike Zimmer, who never wanted Kirk Cousins in the first place, should fucking bench him. He should put yeah. Kellen Mond in there. I think every Your non-vaccinated boy. player should get fucking benched, should sit down. I think the NFL should mandate it. They're a private business. I, I agree. Believe, like, I believe they're registered as one. And uh, I, don't, I don't know what to tell you. Like, From the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. If you're not vaccinated, you shouldn't be able to be in a job like that making millions and risk other people losing yep. millions of dollars. This isn't – I don't. I know this is insane. This isn't your third grader being fidgety and not putting a mask on. This is a fucking yeah. grown man being paid millions of millions of dollars and instead of getting a vaccine that every smart person is telling him is safe, he thinks he's not only smarter than them, but he's not even yeah. willing to appease them and keep and just go on and produce. So honestly, these people should be fucking cut. The NFL just said you can't cut them just because they're not vaccinated. Uh, I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I did not see that. So the NFL just came out and said you can't just cut uh, people because they're not vaccinated. And it's like you ever play fantasy where it's like, oh, you can't drop a guy if he has more than like 100 points for the year? Yeah. Uh, it's like that. You can't drop a. You can't cut a guy if he's unvaccinated. If he makes more than X amount of money, if he's made wow. a Pro Bowl in the last two years, there's like protections to these fucking guys, and it's quite the opposite. Colin Kaepernick doesn't have a job, and Kirk Cousins, what he's doing is like infinitely worse. Like yep. it's Colin Kaepernick at worst, at worst was a distra- distraction and maybe a locker room problem. At worst, yeah. at worst, at worst, Kirk Cousins could literally murder his teammates. Yeah. He, like, he I, could, this isn't close. Yeah. 100%. That's it's, not hyperbole. Like, that's absolutely. No, I'm dead. Yeah, none of that's high. He could yeah. literally. Mike Zimmer lost his yeah. wife of natural causes very young. Like, yeah. I don't know what to tell people. This is insane. He's like, Get, he's, like, he's like begging his team in front of the press, which is like so not him either. He's not a big. Oh, he's. Yeah. It's fucking it's insane. Crazy, absolutely crazy. Get it, get your fucking shot. Don't ever play yourself. Got a couple uh, baseball related ones, and you're especially gonna love these uh, because they're purely for me, baby. Okay, cool. <laughs> All right, MLB All Star Game. You played yourself, and it's not. Let me just go over some headlines first before I get to the you played yourself part because I fig- figure it was like worth mentioning a few things. Vlad Guerrero Jr. won MVP of the All Star Game. Pretty cool to be able to see these players we grew up watching their sons actually doing amazing uh pete alonzo the mets won back-to-back home run derbies and shohei otani just continues being like the most ridiculous version of like a little league player i i can think of he was in the all-star game as a starting pitcher and then let off at dh and he's still just hitting bombs for the angels and somehow by the way, bonus, you played yourself to the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim, have two of the most legendary talents ever, only for I them know. to continually miss the fucking playoffs. Never seen something like it. So, congratulations. But, let me sound this petty alert real early here. Uh, you played yourself to the MLB All-Star Game because, shout out my Astros players for sitting it out. Sound it, baby. 
Petty alert. Petty alert. Petty alert. You played yourself All-Star game. Did I watch any of it? You bet your ass I did not. I will say, real quick. Yeah. Is Otani the coolest player we've ever seen? Like, in, in our... In our lifetime, I would say so. Like to Bonds this is wasn't what, cool to watch. I'm going to be honest. Bonds was amazing. No, but he wasn't cool I mean, to watch. No, because it, he would have been cool to watch if you combined what he was earlier in his career with later in his career. I would say, and he was getting walked cool. all the time, all the yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Like as far as like exciting seasons, the McGuire Sosa home run. Oh yeah, from our child. Title was that was uh, yeah. yeah, but like individual player, it's ridiculous watching. He, he's dominating on the mound and then still in the lineup hitting. That's like what dreams are made. It's, you're so yeah, used to playing little league, and player. the best player does that, and he's doing it at the highest highest level, the highest league in the entire world. It's yeah, absolutely it's fucking bonkers, it's and bonkers. it's being wasted on the Angels. That's my only. Well, fuck him. That's the only shitty thing. Okay, next up, I had to do this. Uh, Aaron Judge, you played yourself. This was a little while back, but he made a gesture referencing the alleged buzzer used by the Astros in 2017, the World Series champions, Houston Astros, um, which was proven to be false, by the way. But then um, he made a gesture in Minute Maid Park. But then later that game, Jose Altuve hit a walk-off dong to beat the Yankees whereby his teammates decided to rip off his jersey just to then expose the tattoo that he said he was protecting at the time. So, this goes out to you Yankees and Dodgers fans especially. And Thomas, I figure you're the perfect person for this one. It's been four fucking years of the Astros occupying that space in your head for free, and you played yourself, baby. Congratulations. You just brought them up. You just hey, brought them up. Unprompted. This is this is We're my this is my shtick. This We're is you your played head yourself rent free, rent like, free. I don't even think about them at all, bro. <laughs> I oh need you God. to know this. It's actually you know okay. what? They're occupying expensive space in my rent, but the good news is I go with UrbanExterior.com to take care of all <laughs> of all of my roofing, siding, and gutter company needs. So it's okay to pay that extra money. Hey, I love that. Love that. We should, we should have led with that one. Okay. You played yourself. Let's move on from baseball here. Uh, you played yourself goes to me and other Cowboys fans uh, with this nagging shoulder injury for Dak. Um, setting up for disappointment already. The highs, the lows. The season hasn't even started. And here we are being jerked around by all these headlines. So here we go again. You know, you're going to have some Cowboys fans with this false sense of hope and others like me who are pessimists and think it's already doomed. And uh, newsflash, that defense is already doomed. But anyway, I'm going to set myself up for failure, get my hopes up just for them to be shot down. Like clockwork, baby. What a pathetic fraternity Cowboys fans are. You ever like see one in the public and you give them like a head nod? No, because like no, no, it's embarrassing. Yeah. Yeah. Every Cowboys fan just looks like he beats his wife like innately. Like you take a look at him and you're just like, oh, that poor woman. Like every single time. I've I've been to a few away games and they're just like, it is embarrassing. You feel secondhand embarrassment and then people look at you as if like, Oh, is, You're is this your it. guy? Yeah. Like, yeah, like your, we all know each fu- other. Yeah, like, oh, this yeah. is your fucking boy. He's a this clown. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, 
I tried it. I'm not. I, this is a stranger. <laughs> this is, I don't know. Yeah, this guy I don't Adam. fucking know him. I don't talk <laughs> shit like this. I've seen too much pain in my life. I somehow I respect the type of fan like when you're constantly get your hope shot down. Like somehow you still come back like more wild than ever, talking even more shit. It's like I just don't get it. How have they not beat you down at this point? Especially yeah. a team like the Cowboys. It's been like so dramatic how how much they've broken our hearts it's like how do you keep coming back talking shit just like take it I, that's all i say about it some of these teams really just fucking get you and i feel like the cowboys the last like yeah. 30 years have really been one of those yep. teams that you're just like ah fucking i gotta stop hoping man oh my god i tell myself every year and then somehow something happens like somehow usually the division like ends up four. sucking yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah. You're like, oh, the birds you know. don't look too strong this year. We got a chance. <laughs> yeah. The year Tony Romo broke his collarbone twice, like the Cowboys only had, I think they finished with four wins, but they had a chance to win the division that year. Even with like, I think they could have, there was a scenario where they could have finished with six wins and won the division, just the yeah. way it worked out. Who was leading that? And was that was, Kyle Orton? Was the back <laughs> Yeah, they had, to, they had to put a Kyle Orton. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I distinctly remember he, Romo came back early and it was like, I think it was Thanksgiving where he had his, the second collarbone injury. I was like, oh wow. This is like the opposite of gathering family around like. You, you get to see Premel yell at the TV again and uh, be depressed because his quarterback went down for a second time in the season. <laughs> and what a nice guy, Tony Romo. I know. That's my quarterback right there. It's my quarterback. Okay. Got a few more. Before we wrap up, you played yourself. First up, I know we talked about NIL, but any chance I can get to add this person you played yourself, it's like this guy... King Snake, Kevin Durant, those are like the two. Oh, and Draymond the Woke Green, those are like probably three out of the four of the Mount Rushmore that I would add any time on You Played Yourself. And that is Dabo Sweeney, head coach of Clemson. So, um, Dabo, everybody kept these receipts, but four years ago he said, quote, but as far as paying players, professionalizing college athletes, that's where you you lose me. I'll go do something else because there's enough entitlement in this world as it is. I've always said I'm against the professionalism of college athletics and the devaluing of education. That's what I've always said. If we professionalize college, we might as well coach the pros. End quote. What a loser. Um, so I am not, in fact, reporting that Dabo is the former coach of Clemson, like if he kept his word, but I am, in fact, reporting that he fucking played himself. <laughs> Sources. He's a fucking loser. He really Worst is such man. a loser. He's the biggest loser. I'm glad it's not just my, like, sour, sour grapes of a fanhood coming into play with Dabo. I just don't fucking like the guy. Yeah, I and Clemson Twitter is hilarious. I once tweeted after the Notre Dame game when the kid DJ was playing because Trevor had to sit because of oh, COVID. Yeah. I tweeted, I was like, oh, he's like not good enough to win this game. And everyone was like, yes, he is. I'm like, they fucking lost. 
I don't know what they lost. In no world was he good enough to win because if he was, they would have won. They would have won. Yeah. They're, they're like, I don't know oh, what... it was the defense that let him down. I'm like, guess what? He just needed to throw one more touchdown. Then, like, I don't <laughs> know what to tell you. He wasn't good enough to win the game, and they were like, you're a fucking loser. And some kid DM'd me. He was like, oh, Notre Dame didn't make the uh, championship. I'm like, wait a second. You guys got your shit kicked in too by Ohio State. What? What am I Amen. missing? And they Amen. were just, they're fucking, that whole, I love, shout out Tom Geronda, total piece of shit, but Clemson is just <laughs> full of losers. We love Tom, but we hate Clemson, and we hate Dabo. Alright, last couple. This happened recently, I had to throw it in there. Isaiah McKenzie, he's a wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, subscribing the, to the school of Cole Beasley, the freaking idiot. Isaiah McKenzie took to Twitter um, and posted a letter that the NFL sent him uh, notifying him of a fine for not properly wearing his mask multiple times. He got fined uh, $14,650 for failing to wear his mask properly. Um, In the letter he posts, it states that he is unvaccinated. Um, which seems to be, unfortunately, quite the fucking trend in the Buffalo Bills wide receiver room. Digs, too. Uh, so you absolutely, you played yourself. I I can't, I can't imagine, one, listening to Cole Beasley, and then two, still listening to him after he had his press conference where he tried to sound smart but never said anything of value. He has never once tweeted or said in person anything in value. And then Isaiah McKenzie has the audacity to expect Twitter to feel bad that he got fined $14,000. Like, the fucking vaccine is free, and it's a mask is $2. I get a vaccine once a week as a prank. You know, I'm just trying like, to get my, trying to get my what Wi-Fi are we, up. What are we doing? <laughs> like, not only—you I mean, talked about the Vikings. It's literally life and death. It's not hyperbole to say that, one. No, yes. Two, <laughs> never mind that. Like— Read the fucking room. You are an NFL athlete complaining about a fine for you not being responsible. It's... I I just can't imagine a world where you thought people were going to be on your side on Twitter. Do you know how he got caught? How? (laughs) So... The, he got caught by an NFL official who just got done, like, giving them a speech on proper mask-wearing mandates. No fucking way. I'm dead serious. He wasn't caught Dude. on film or anything. He was literally physically seen by the guy who was there to remind them of the protocols. Like, you you literally can't make that up. You can't make that up. Like, I mean, obviously you can because, like, Hollywood wrote iRobot. So, like, they could probably <laughs> feasibly come up with this. But it, it's so it, – it, we would laugh. If this was a storyline, we'd be like, that's not believable. Like, this is insane. The only saving grace about this is Cole Beasley and Isaiah McKenzie have now been fined. So they're essentially, like, it's strike one and they could – if they do this again, they're on a short leash. Like you, they could be suspended for games. It could get I, up to yeah. that. So. I hope. That, I hope they. I honestly, at this point in my life, I just hope they fucking get COVID. Like I, I don't even. I hope. I hope they get COVID. I hope they isolate. I, I hope that no one else gets affected, and I hope they're at home miserable for a week, and then I want to see them come back. So I want them to recover. I don't want anyone to die. Yeah. I want them to recover, and then I want them to again say that it was nothing. And if they do, we should just beat the shit out of them. Wasn't there, I think there was a Bills player, it was some defense alignment that was vaccinated and 
he got he still got COVID, but talked like in detail about how he was thankful he got the vet or he yeah. wasn't fully vaccinated. He was like a couple days away from being fully vaccinated, like the two weeks post second shot, and he got it. But he's still so thankful he got it because it helped minimize symptoms and the, he's the reason he's standing there. So I I just can't imagine having an, an example like that and then still ignoring it. It's self-centered. And people. then being fined and that doesn't get to you. And then you think people are going to feel bad for you. So you post your fucking fine. And his email and his email on Twitter. And his email. Yeah. I, I've been signing up for like insurance all day for him. Yeah. Sign him up for everything. Yeah, all I your promotional emails go to Isaiah. Mc- I think yeah. it's Isaiah McKenzie sixteen at gmail.com for what it's yep, worth. That, so. That's what I use for everything now. That's my new spam yeah. email forever. Sign it all up. Betty alert. Betty alert. Betty okay. Alert. I've been adding one uh, non-sports you played yourself for each episode, just because I don't know why I have these. Well, I guess I do know why. I mean, I have a whole section called "You Played Yourself," so I, if if it's <laughs> it makes sense. My non non-sports you played yourself. For once and for all, please, can y'all stop using that goddamn Comic Sans font on Instagram posts? Just stop using it in general. Like, this dude, go Bucks, but Michael Thomas was trying to, you know, he's he's dramatic about everything, but he was trying to say something serious on his IG story. I couldn't even read it seriously because it was in Comic Sans. Just fucking stop. If your Instagram posts default to that font, that means you've used it in the past, so use a different one one time. And your next post will show up on a better font. So there you have it. You played yourself. Sports, non-sports, everything in between. You got anything to say about Comic Sans? You're actually in graphics. Like, you have to hate it too, right? Oh, I mean, it's such a terrible font. It almost makes circles in my brain from going to being horrible to being funny that people are using it. It's, like, so on the nose. But uh, overall, I actually think people kind of underuse fonts no, literally just knowing good fonts can make you a very artistic and creative person it's like 90 percent of the job but you do all you do your art now for all every yeah. creme brulee thing you do isn't literally yeah. like 90 percent of it just having a nice font and you're like yeah oh, cool. i can re- type anything and guess what it now looks good it looks fucking cool, man. That's yeah. what I'm saying. It's ju- it's just a cool font, and Comic Sans is not a cool font. Like you see, every every decal on every car is like monotype Corsiva yeah. or or Papyrus. Like just oh, fucking stop. Fucking, just keep just, fucking talking go- fonts to me. I'm into it. <laughs> Dude, just go go find go find a new font. Like there there are free ones out there that look pretty fucking sweet. Yeah, it's not great. very hard. Ave, you could just Google Avenir, A-V-E-N-I-R, free, and guess what? You got it, baby. You can download it. The internet ain't that scary. Just click it's the link. It's beautiful. It looks so good on everything. You never have to use Comic Sans again a day in your life. Amen. Amen. This is this is an anti-Comic Sans world right here. Oh, yeah. I'm in. So. All right. Time for who you got and what you're feeling in the last sports episode I talked with my cousin, a few NBA picks. Um, at the time of the NBA playoffs, we picked who would make the finals. Um, and I picked Bucks and Suns. At that point, it seemed pretty obvious. Like the Clippers were without Kawhi at that point. And the Hawks made a really great run, but just seemed like just wasn't their time yet. Um, 
and my cousin picked Suns versus Bucks is pretty obvious pick anyway. Um, and then we went over head coaching vacancies. Uh, so now since then they've all been filled, but we went over what we thought were the best head coaching vacancies. Um, my cousin hot taked it and went with the Pelicans cause, uh, cause of Zion. I don't know what new Orleans plan is at this point. Um, they traded away like Steven Adams. They have Jonas Valanciunas now on their team. Yeah. Zion's um, leaving. Zion's leaving. Yeah. I, I don't think he makes it past the, into a second contract, but we'll see. Um, I, I want my top opening being with Portland. Um, they ended up hiring Chauncey Billups. Horrible. Um, yeah, I didn't love, I thought, uh, that job was going to go to Becky Hammond and I thought, uh, so I thought that too. would have been a really, really good hire for them. Uh, but that doesn't change that. I felt like that and probably Dallas just solely because of Luka Doncic was, were the kind of the two best openings. Um, Boston, Boston was pretty good too. Uh, but I don't know if I trust Brad Stevens running the show. Okay. This week wanted to have like an encompassing pick and I wanted to get pick your brain about um, QB battles in the NFL uh, because you're a resident, you know, scouting guru here. But first, we talked about the Olympics. Saw this right after Olympics finished. You had the opportunity to train for three months straight. You know, we were talking about how lazy we were, but imagine yeah. if you had the work work. I ethic actually that tried athletes. for three months. Yeah. What do you think you could at least get a bronze medal in? What event do you think you could actually get a medal in? out of any uh, of the summer olympic events uh do they have to be solo or team it could be team well i mean i'd get a gold if i could play on the usa team i don't even have to fucking do anything in basketball the basketball team yeah, yeah I'd, I'd literally get a gold medal like i i'd just be out there that's i'd give true. them you six and I, quick you fouls. have to go out there <laughs> yeah i so that's a gold so we're gonna we're gonna say that that one's a little too easy i'm gonna go a hot take here i'm gonna say maybe sailing or archery Okay. I feel I just feel like archery is one of those things that like once you get it you get it. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I feel like arch I, the first time I pull a bow back it's going to be horrible, but like the thousandth time it's got to just be yeah. a whole muscle memory thing, right? And so many people tie in in archery because there's like a plateau. You know what I mean? There's yeah. not like a more center you can hit or whatever. And then uh, right. off off chance, give me like fucking diving or something. Just because like diving has judges and it's like infinitely easier to win something with a judge because you basically just have to impress them or be cool. So like maybe I'll be like, yeah. oops, my, my butt fell out. And like this is funny, right? Give me the fun. I'll work it up. for. <laughs> I'll be like the first funny Olympic diver. Like that's – I'm grabbing bronze. I dig it. Okay. What about you? What about I you? I like the archery take. I was thinking like uh, some of the shooting events, kind of the same thing. Like if you could get re- with a really good trainer, I think they have like I think it's called pistol. It's yeah, official event. But I was thinking one of those like I think if you got with the right trainer, you could actually get decent at it. Um, and the I'll uh, take it like you do with diving. How about that? Hand- how about handball? I thought that oh, looked fun you know, as hell. Handball looks fun as hell. You're right, and I feel yeah. like I feel like the that the, the Olympics actually just have like the only people that play handball. So I feel I'm like saying. yeah, I feel like we could join their ranks. Yeah, that's what I, you know. Because I'm thinking to myself, it's like 
I'm slow as hell. I'm no 4740 guy, so track's not, out of the question. You'll get there. I would run the not, single 40-yard dash versus your high school friends. If I, <laughs> I'm at least getting bronze versus the two of them, so let's go for it. Uh, the other thing I'm not going to be anywhere good at is any event related to the pool. So I was like, those are... That eliminates quite a few events right there. Obviously, that's why I thought gym- diving worked because it's not really you're not swimming. Yeah. I'm just jumping essentially. I just really don't think I'd be graceful. I, I I don't think I have it in me. Maybe maybe you would you would be better than I would at that. I would be like cannonballing it as a joke. But that'd be funny, and you just need one judge to give funny. you a ten, and you're like set. Yeah, like you would need to stack the judges. Like imagine it would, it it's the Olympics. Okay, you have like this dramatic walk up to the end of the diving board. You sail <laughs> down. You start to fail over. You just do like a sixty foot belly flop. You're you're wheezing. They have to pull you out of there. <laughs> the judges are losing it. It's the funniest I, thing. I need ever I seen. need you. I need you to be on the judging panel if that's yeah. if that's the event I'm picking. I would definitely, I would definitely bring it. I'd be like, honestly, we should reward his gall because that was fucking hilarious. Like, who does a sixty yeah, foot belly fucking flop? badass? Yeah, yeah, like that's the mo- that's the most alpha move I've ever seen. These are tens <laughs> or or fives, whatever they grade diving. I've never watched it. Hell yeah! All right, now on to the NFL. Wanted to pick your brain here a little. Um, some QB battles have named their uh, week one starters. Some teams have named their week one starters. The Chicago Bears named Andy Dalton their starter for week one. Oh! Uh, the Jags, no surprise here, named Trevor Lawrence starter. The Broncos named uh, Teddy Bridgewater starter over Drew Locke. And the Patriots uh, haven't named one yet. It is between Cam Newton and Mac Jones. Um, Bill Belichick has been pretty steadfast saying it's newton's job i mean he played last year so i think he said he's went on record saying like mac jones would have to do something substantial to overtake that but um speaking of covid protocols newton had some i think it was like some misunderstanding he went to get go see an expert or something but anyway he had to sit out um for five days from practice due to covid protocol uh, five crucial days of practice, obviously, because Mac Jones got to take first team reps. So um, that'll make things a little interesting. Get get a little little gray, depending on what you think of you know preseason headlines. We're not going to hear shit from Bill Belichick about it, though. Um, do you have any problems with these starters? Um, I don't have. What were you gonna say? Oh, I'm gonna say. Let me just get it out of the way. You already know it's Justin Fields' season around here. So I don't have a problem. So I have no problem with the Jags naming Lawrence starter. When you take somebody first overall, they really shouldn't be able to sit. Yeah, 100%. Broncos. Broncos naming Teddy Bridgewater over Drew Locke is just bona fide insanity. Because if they weren't all in on Drew Locke, they should have drafted one of the quarter. Like they should have just drafted Justin yeah. Fields. Um, it's just insane. Uh, it's just a it, Bridgewater might be the better quarterback, but if they weren't all in on Drew Locke, it, it just looks fucking terrible. The only reason yep. I don't have an issue with Dalton over uh, Fields is Fields actually probably isn't ready. He's 
definitely the better quarterback athlete anything you want to say but in terms of like the first people forget the first i think the first two weeks of the nfl are actually the hardest lines to hit on vegas because shit's kind of wacky you know nobody really knows like there's so many plays where somebody just doesn't know the playbook yet so many plays where someone's just like out of sync so if you're gonna try and starters haven't played all preseason either so if you're gonna win those games early which are every game's a 50 50 game the first two weeks of the year like almost every single there's some that are 60 40 if the talent's just that crazy but i do think andy dalton is less likely to make less mistakes or more what he will make less mistakes he's less prone to mistakes immediately than justin fields i i know you're you're more of an expert but you're wrong so i like hey i like justin fields and people forget the only thing justin fields can't do is read a defense properly which is fine because guess what it literally hasn't been his job until today like it hasn't been his job until what three four months ago you know what i mean so like if he's gonna be great once he gets all that stuff down it's just a matter of getting it down. That's the only difference that set, the only thing that sets him and Trevor Lawrence apart is Trevor Lawrence already knows how to read a defense. So mm-hmm. hypothetically, he's going to learn more than Justin Fields over time because he is a head start. That's why guys yeah. like Russell Wilson are crazy because they they jump that gap. You know what I mean? Yeah. They caught up to all the guys who did know more than them. And Justin Fields can absolutely do that. So I'm not saying Justin Fields isn't the better quarterback or worthy of starting. I just understand for week one why they're starting Andy Dalton. Time will tell here. Um, uh, for what it's worth, do you have a pick or – well, I don't know if these are the same answer, but a pick for who will start week one for the Patriots – and who you think should start for the Patriots week one. Cam will start. I think it should be Mac Jones. Okay. I think it will be Cam, and I think it should be Cam, because at least see what he can do with actually a full roster. The Patriots yeah. by far were hit hey. the most by people opting out. So Totally fair. My thing there is they pretty much know Cam's not the future already, so you might yeah. as well. Clearly, that, yeah. I don't think that team's even Super Bowl ready. So um, No, no. That's, I mean, that's that's where gonna, I'm at. Like the Bears are competing. The Bears think they might win a yeah. Super Bowl this year. The Patriots. I mean, they have, they have a great defense, so, so that's a great great equalizer. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But I would start Mac Jones just because I think cerebrally he is already there. All right. Okay. Um, from your estimation, which rookie quarterback has looked the most impressive so far? And a bonus: Who do you? Which rookie quarterback do you think ends up with the best season? Fields has looked the most impressive. Zach Wilson will have the best season. All right, I like that. Yeah, Wilson's just in a really good opportunity. I think that Jets team, that Jets offense, is more talented than people think it is. And uh, I think preseason, and again, preseason doesn't matter. But like, if what you want in a quarterback is like this new kind of hybrid where the guys can he can run and move and throw and everything, who's had the most plays that makes you think, "Holy fuck, that was great"? It's Justin Fields. Yeah, um, I like that Wilson pick, and it's it'll be interesting to see what they do because I feel like the Jets' lines look pretty good in the preseason. Oh, obviously, it's preseason, right? Well, Beckton's a stud. Beckton's like a yeah. legitimate. He's one of the three I mean, best tackles it, in the NFL. It looks. Speaking of created players, 
it looks ridiculous out there with him throwing. Oh blocks. yeah. Oh, he's insane. Yeah, he lo- he lo- he's yeah. like a spitting image of Jonathan Ogden. So it's like yeah. it, it's just nuts that we get it again. Um, I'm gonna go. You already know. So I like your Wilson pick for sure. But in the interest of being different and then also being uh, predictable, I'm gonna go with Fields for both answers. <laughs> My guy Justin Fields and replace that I with a one baby. You already know the vibes. Oh my God! I just think Justin Fields isn't going to get enough opportunities to have the best season. Oh, they're going to put. It's going to be like Deshaun Watson. You know, the Texans maintain Bill O'Brien maintained that Tom Savage is going to be their quarterback. Took him one half of football before they replaced him with Deshaun Watson. Justin Fields. Maybe I'll give him a couple games, but you better put his ass in. Matt Nagy, you're you're not hired for a long time, man. You got to save your own job, and you already know who gives you the best chance to do that. It's true. All right. How about uh, what are you feeling lately, man? Uh, I've been really into like watching super super old movies. So right. there's, I found out YouTube has like a giant collection of these movies from like the '40s and like these uh, silent films and all this stuff. And turns out it's fucking awesome for background. Like while you're working, uh, so like low key, I love just putting on like an old ass movie, not paying attention. I don't give a fuck because the movie's boring because all movies suck, and uh, just throwing it on the background. But it's like a podcast almost. You know what I mean? It's like I'm listening to a. It's an audio book, but someone filmed it. Yeah. So it's like cool, and I, there's people that actually take these old movies and do voiceovers. They basically put sound to silent movies. No way. Yeah. So I thought that that was cool, and and someone turned me on to it. So now I kind of listen to them, and it's it's kind of cool to hear. So that's what I'm into, and it's the weirdest what I'm feeling I've ever done. Yeah, that's because I was literally about to follow up with how do you watch those? Because I've always had trouble with old movies, like. I don't do well with black and white and it's like one of those things like we were talking about with Olympics. I can't know that there's a better quality out there and then purposely yep. watch something yeah. that's worse. I put them on in the background, but I will say I've recently switched from pod. I went from, I can't work with music anymore. So I went from music, wow. I went from music to podcasts and then from podcasts to YouTube videos. Now from YouTube videos, I'm on my way to old movies. So but I'm with you. Every movie made before, like, 2000 fucking trash. Literally, there's not, like, what? The the first good movie that ever came out was Fifty First Dates. Like, and I stand by that adamantly. Like, that's the greatest film of all. That's cinematic genius. Like, I don't know what to tell people. I'm th- that's the greatest. How you feel about The Wire, that's, like, how I feel about Fifty First Dates. Like, it's just so fucking great. Like there's no anyone I you could take like a child with bone marrow cancer he throw him into fifty first dates and he'd be Stop. like he'd be like zap me in with some radiation I have to live more I want to watch that again like I'm telling you this is the, this movie is it's so good and people are always like oh it's so dumb it's such like a rom com it's so silly and stuff no it's fucking perfect it's like the, just the best silly movie ever if you don't feel good after watching fifty first dates you, there's no heart. There's no soul inside you. You are dead. You are numb. I can't believe you go, all movies are bad, and the one you throw out there is 50 first dates. 
It's like the pinnacle of comedy. It's so great. She she forgets every day. I can't. You know what? I'm not going to describe the plot of Fifty First Dates. I know you've seen it. Watch it again. Listen, it's so you, good. And they mention the Vikings. They're like, oh, Culpepper's going to throw a pass here. I'm like, I love Dante Culpepper. So this is like just a movie made for me. <laughs> this is like uh, this is like the 4.740 yard dashes of movies. Uh, well, both because they were basically both true. it claims to be, claims to it's, have happened, both but true. Line it up. I will lace it. Up. All right, give me two weeks. Let's see what forty I run in two weeks. I'll film it. Do you, I'll do you want it. to tell the number one? Do you want to tell the number one podcast listeners what you ran today? No. <laughs> You know, okay. <laughs> Let's save it and see what I get in two weeks. Give me two okay. weeks to train, We're, and we'll see. And I thought I was slick too. I'm telling you, I was fucking <laughs> hauling. I was like, "There's no way I'm gonna survive." Like I was like, "I'm gonna fall off." And then I get I get home, I check the thing, and I like. So the way I'm electronically timing it is I I have it set straight so I can see the front and end of the forty yards, and then I'm recording. And then once I go, like once I pass the line. I'm taking that time to the time I cross the line and I'm, I can okay. look at it in Adobe. So I get like an electronic timing essentially. And it was not fucking kind to me like at all. <laughs> it was very upsetting. When I, I kept seeing it and I was like, all right, four, I was going through, I'm like four or five. I'm like halfway there. Wait a second. This can't, this can't, <laughs> this can't be right. But uh, I'm just saying I ran a four seven and I'm fucking, I, I'm blazing fast. I will run. I will run into any moody movie theater playing 51st States at a 4-7 clip. Guaranteed lock of the century. <laughs> You'll do it popcorn in hand, too. I'm tell- I-, I will bronze medal in watching 50 first dates. 100%. No, you a gold medal. Nobody else is competing in that one. There's not. I know the movie. There's no way Adam Sandler knows that film better than I do. There's just no way. And he lived it. <laughs> Absolutely. He lived the 50 first dates. Amazing. 50, 50 first dates super fan. So what are, Thomas you Lewis, pro- you know. what are you feeling? What are you feeling? What am I feeling? Uh, mine's sentimental. I'm feeling, um, you know, I did that episode with my wife and I'm feeling all the people we heard from who appreciated our episode and us sharing our journey. Um, and just I'm feeling like being appreciative of my wife and our growing family everything going so far so good you know knock on wood all the good stuff but um i'm just feeling sentimental about our growing family and the response from our our last episode it meant a lot that uh it resonated with people because that's what our goal was when we recorded it we wanted it to help people or you know hear our story and, and feel comfortable talking to us about it or or sharing with whomever they feel they're comfortable sharing it with so definitely feeling that yeah, yeah, yeah. Your kid's beautiful. Wife's great. But have you seen Fifty First Dates? Because I was, feel like if you have, this would be what you're feeling. It, it, it gave me the it gave me the same feelings that Fifty First Dates gives the general public. You know, uh, there you go. Honestly, just compare the child, the life of your child, to Fifty First Dates. So yeah. Hopefully gives that rom-com feel to it, you know? Whenever that kid comes out, I'm going to make it watch Fifty First Dates. <laughs> okay. I'm go- that's that's Uncle Uncle Thomas is going to come over and make it watch Fifty First Dates. You know, baby's going to come back and be like, you know, Uncle Thomas keeps making me watch this movie. <laughs> this I think terrible movie. He, <laughs> I think he's like Drew Barrymore in the movie, keeps forgetting 
that we've seen. Oh my seen god! It See, that could be time. the thing. I could trick them and be like, "This is a real disease," and then the next day I could be like, "This is a real disease." Just so you know, like <laughs> people have this every day. I suggest people watch Fifty First Dates. I have. I'm like, guys, you should watch Fifty First Dates. It's very relatable. And the next day I'm like, "Have you guys watched Fifty First Dates? It's so relatable." So I'll just mail the sketch into Saturday Night Live. They could do it. That seems up their alley. <laughs> They're gonna be like, "Yeah, Fifty First Dates was like." 20 years ago what the yeah, fuck what is this person bitching? Hey, why is he writing mail just text us <laughs> carrier pigeon what the fuck is that yeah well, right, we spent a lot of time on 50 first dates we haven't spent enough time on 50 first dates <laughs> there's never enough time anyway let's hit that too much sense to wrap up this edition of prem brulee all right, you number one podcast listeners, uh, my too much sense for this episode. So um, the motivation for this actually came from something we talked about earlier. Giannis Antetokounmpo dropped this like knowledge gem in one of his press conferences during the NBA Finals. He said, and I don't know if this is credited to someone else, but he said it. So um, I guess maybe look it up if it's not him. He said, when you focus on the past, that's your ego. When you focus on the future, that's your pride. And when you focus on the present, that's humility. I I was like mind blown. Like that's an amazing summary to help you number one podcast listeners help myself, you know, be focused on the present. Too often we're focused on anything but what's happening right in front of us. We're too busy wishing for the next step in our lives, the next accomplishment. We straight up miss the beauty and the journey of getting there. And I love the focus on the past keeps you just right there. It doesn't keep you in the future. It doesn't keep you looking forward. You focus too far in the future, you're not enjoying the journey. So um, this is a great reminder to enjoy that journey and focus on the present uh, because it's going to be gone one day. So we might as well enjoy the journey and getting there. I think that was very well said. So I, I agree with literally everything you're saying. And um, on top of all that stuff, like when you are like, I think it's very important to focus on the present. And when you're in the present, don't just focus on it, but take it all in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes zoning out in the present is just as healthy and good. Yeah. I always say this, like, I, I got to remind myself of this. Like I've told friends that are due to get married we got this advice given to, you know, my wife and I got this advice, like at one point during your wedding, just kind of step aside and just be in the moment, be together with your significant other and just like look around, it's like just appreciate what's going on in front of you. And I was like, that's really good advice. And, and Steph and I actually did do that at one point. We kind of just were spectators looking at this event that was for us, but it was like a moment to take in all the good and uh i think there's ways to do that even in days that aren't your wedding day you know all i want for my wedding from you is 50 copies of 50 first dates all right oh and inside each dvd case is a date idea so every time okay. julie and i open it we have to do the date you know what that's, that's a great gift you're great. welcome me that was <laughs> that's that's a great gift, and it's not going to cost me a lot because, like... <laughs> it's like a dollar a DVD. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure yeah, you can get it pretty fucking you're cheap. You're really uh, giving me a cop-out here, but you're yeah, wel- you You're welcome. It. You're welcome. Julie's going to be like, what the hell? This is yeah, the guy I'm that gave even, us 50 I'm not going to mention it. I'm just going to be like, what the fuck is all of this? Who watches <laughs> this movie? 
Just get the thank you note, like, uh, I guess, thanks? Yeah. We we write one back to you, and it just says, like, uh, pretty weird, and then the next day we write another one, and then the next day we write another one. I get thank you notes every day. Also, I could have just life. put 50 date ideas in one DVD, but... I want 50 you know. DVDs. Okay, you got it. I, don't fucking ruin this. <laughs> you got frisbees for your dog that way. Goodbye. Anyway, you number one podcast listeners, that does it for another edition of 50 First Dates. <laughs> the number one podcast in your headphones. No, you already know. It's Prem Brulee. I want to thank you, number one podcast listeners, giving me a little hiatus. Make these more regular again. And uh, I'm sure Thomas will come back talking about 50 First Dates because he'll forget that we talked about it before. So I want to thank you, Thomas, for uh, being on this episode and um you number one podcast listeners want to thank you you know the drill share listen subscribe tell a friend to tell a friend you know you know the drill and we'll talk to you next time